You have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Well, in the U.S., the July 4th holiday is now over, and we're moving back into a week of work, and uh, hopefully all of us are feeling rested and refreshed, ready for this uh, new week on a new Monday. And we, too, are beginning a new study today. We're moving into 1 Peter. Today we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 3. And beginning to unpack this letter of Peter, um, one of the great first century apostles, a great evangelist who the book of Acts records a number of times, Peter preaching and literally thousands of people being converted to faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, What a powerful ministry. And uh, Peter too, as you'll remember, Uh, was the disciple of Jesus who often was impulsive, uh, passionate, uh, but Jesus knew that he could build the church on Peter's faithfulness. He called called him the rock (laughs) upon which he'll build the church. Um, And so uh, Peter is quite the quite the guy, human in every way, but what a lover of Jesus. And I can relate to uh, Peter's journey. Looking forward to seeing what we learn together as we study uh, this great uh, New Testament letter. But before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Give you thanks for your word. We're hungry after it and hungry after you. And we want to learn and grow to be more like Jesus. Uh, Give us ears to hear and eyes to see that we might receive what you have for us today. And we give you thanks in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, 1 Peter 1 through 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. So Peter opens the letter by identifying himself. Uh, He says his name and then he offers his title, the title of his spiritual office, He is an apostle of Jesus Christ. So he is one of the key first century leaders of the church. And uh, he then identifies who the letter is written to. He says, to God's elect. In other words, to those faithful ones who are professing faith in Jesus, walking with Jesus. And then he talks about the state of those who uh, who belong to Jesus. He calls them exiles and says that they're scattered throughout the Roman provinces. Now, why would they be described as exiles? Because there was an active regime of persecution 
being carried out against followers of the way, followers of Jesus. And so the first century church was a church in exile, scattered throughout the provinces of Rome and the other places where the word was being shared, northern Africa and places like that. And um, these scattered ones uh, were the church, um, made up of uh, faithful ones who were spread across the provinces, uh, meeting in catacombs or in house churches, quietly continuing uh, to worship the Lord Jesus and study the word and gather together for house meetings to encourage one another in their faith. And uh, their situation of exile simply meant that they had to, um, there was a lot of risk that they had to continue meeting and continuing following Jesus at great risk to themselves, their freedom, and potentially even their lives. Um, Peter continues in verse 2, These exiles have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. So they are the elect chosen ones, chosen by God uh, to be his people. God knows in advance uh, the ones that will respond to uh, the call to faith. And uh, they have been chosen according to God's foreknowledge through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's sanctifying work is the work of God rooting out sin and making us holy, setting us apart as a people for himself. And what are they set apart for? They're set apart to be obedient to Jesus Christ. Uh, One of the things that Jesus challenged the church with and the mission he left behind for them in the Great Commission in Matthew 28 was that we would teach converts to the faith to obey everything he commanded them. And then Peter finishes this thought, by describing them also as sprinkled with his blood. That speaks of our theological condition uh, on the merits of the saving work of Jesus on the cross. He, uh, we are sprinkled with his blood. We are redeemed by his blood, restored by his blood. There's no atonement without the blood of Jesus being spilled for us. And so that is our spiritual theological condition. We are sprinkled with blood. We are Um, We are children of the cross, uh, made holy uh, by the blood of Jesus. And the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit carries out that work of setting us apart, consecrating us for God and for his purposes. And then Peter finishes this first opening thought with a greeting. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. We see Paul use this in some of his letters as well. This is sort of a typical New Testament church greeting as these letters would be written by the leaders of the church to uh, the believers scattered throughout the Roman provinces. Uh, It was a dangerous time to be a Christian, and so this message of grace and peace was a reminder to find hope and encouragement in Christ. If you were found to be a Christian, you might be dipped in tar and lit on fire in one of the emperor's gardens. Um, At the very least, you would be persecuted, possibly imprisoned. Uh, Your rights would be challenged. 
all on the merits of your proclamation of faith in Jesus. Because if you're proclaiming Jesus as Lord, as King, then that means Caesar wasn't. (laughs) And your primary loyalty was not to Caesar, the emperor. Your primary loyalty was to Jesus Christ. And that made you subversive. That made you that made you going against the tide. That meant that you were a risk to the status quo. And uh, that's, that's the state of being a first century New Testament believer. And so, my friends, exciting start to this little book. Um, we we'll only get a few pages in before it's done. And uh, it has a grand total of five chapters. And we will unpack and move through, as we always do. Uh, to see what the Lord has for us. Hey, thanks for taking time out of your day to study. Hope this is of encouragement to you, and I look forward to seeing where our study in First Peter goes. God bless.